Okay, so we're officially at chapter one of Chovot Alevavot of Sha'ar Abitachon. It's the fourth Sha'ar. And the introduction going into chapter one is basically that the goal of this Sha'ar of Bitahon is to teach and clarify to us the mitzvah of having Bitahon in Hashem, which in very plain English is trusting in Hashem and relying on Hashem for everything. So in the seven chapters of this Sha'ar, the seven chapters, one chapter one, Chovot Alevavot is basically going to teach us why we should and must place our complete trust and reliance in Hashem and how we can do that. Um, but before getting into that, this first chapter, which is very short, Chovot Alevavot tries to explain what Bitachon is and how we can get to that place. It's an, it's an elementary uh, uh, foundational definition that then will unravel the rest of the chapters. So let's start. What is the meaning of Bitachon? Like we said, in English, it's trust or reliance. But what does that mean, right? There's a lot of levels of trust that a person can put into someone. So now he's going to discuss very specifically what that degree is. The essence of bitachon is as follows. First of all, it's trusting in someone so much that the person who's doing the trusting has peace of mind. He's completely clear. He's taken care of. And his heart is relying on the person that he placed his trust in. That the person is going to do what's good for him, meaning the person I'm trusting is going to do what's good for me, what's right for me. And no matter what situation this person puts me in, I trust them. So this is his first definition coming right out of the gates. No pun intended. But coming right out of the gates, Chovot Elavot is saying the definition of Bitahon is a person who has such peace of mind from how much he trusts the person and the person that he's putting his trust in, he knows is doing only what's good for me no matter what he does to me. No matter what he does, I know it's for my best. He knows that no matter what the guy does, that I'm trusting, and I'm saying the guy because he's using that, he's not necessarily saying Hashem, he's just saying, he's, he's describing what it means to trust a person, like trust something or someone like this. He says that I know the person not only knows what's good for me, he, and he has the ability to do what's good for me, he only does what's good for me. He only does what's good for me. In other words, Bitahon is being so confident that your destiny is in the hands of someone who's going to do what's good for you and only what's good for you. Because not only does he know what's good for you and not only that he's able to do what's good for you, he, he keeps his word and he does what's good for you. It doesn't mean that the person with Bitahon is going to get what he wants, meaning what I want and that what I think is good. No. It means that I have Bitahon so I'm confident that no matter what result comes about, it's for my best, whether I understand it or not. Because the person that I'm relying on, or the or let's let's use Hashem, because that's obviously who we're talk, what we're talking about here, that I know that Hashem, who I'm relying on, knows better than I do what's good for me, and has the ability to give me what's good for me, even if I can't see it or understand it. So in the context of Hashem, it's very simple. I understand Hashem knows what's good for me. I understand, I understand Hashem can do what's good for me. I understand that Hashem will only do what's good for me. And even if what happens is not consistent with what I think is good for me or what I want to happen to me, I trust it's for my best. So that's the way he defines Bitahon coming right out of the gates.
Now he's going to add another requirement. He's going to lay something else on there. And this is and, and, and he subtly hinted it so far. Where even if there's someone with the ability to do what's good and who knows what's good, doesn't necessarily trust the guy, right? Like, let's say you know somebody knows what's good for you. My, let's say my, my a parent or a friend. He knows what's good for me. I know he has the ability to do what's good for me. Does that mean you can blindly trust that he's going to do what's good for you? No, not necessarily. Just because a person has the ability to do what's good for you and knows what's good for you doesn't mean it's going to happen. So he's saying, true bitahon Hashem is different. It's very different. Aval ha'ikar asher ba'aburo bitahon min bitahon. However, there's a fundamental element that we alluded to that provides a basis for one to place his absolute trust in another and without which true bitahon cannot exist. Meaning what we just said, it cannot exist true bitahon without what we're about to, what we're about to say. The element we're talking about is that one's heart must be so confident that the one in whom he places his trust, because the individual promised to take care of him, will keep his word and carry out what he pledged to do. Because even when someone knows what's good for you and is able to carry out, doesn't mean he will do it. The basis for placing true trust is that the guy, or, or in this case, we're talking about Hashem, has a commitment to do it, and we can trust Hashem to keep his word. And by the way, a lot of the mefarshim in the Torah, in the actual humash, the parashiot, where Hashem will talk about a punishment and a reward and then ends this pasuk with, I am Hashem. A lot of them say what Hashem is saying there is saying, and I'm Hashem, I, I, my word is good. So you can know that when I tell you you're going to get reward, you're going to get it. And when I tell you you're going to get punishment, you're going to get it. That's what he's talking about here. And this person will even believe that the person I'm trusting or this being that I'm trusting will even come up with other good things to do for me, even things that he didn't guarantee or things that he didn't promise out of his favor and kindness and mercy. So now he took it to a whole new level. Now he took it to a whole new level because he's saying, okay, Maybe you have, maybe a person has a parent or a friend or a sibling or something where he says, I know this person knows what's good for me. I know this person is able to provide for me. And I can almost be guaranteed he's going to take care of me. He's going to keep his word. He's batting 100. He's saying it's another level. It's to a point where you believe that this being is so infinite in knowing what's good for you that he's not only going to do what he promised, he's going to give you additional things he can't even think of. And this is a very important detail because if someone promises to sustain a person, the commitment has limits, right? A commitment, even a contract. If someone's legally obligated to guarantee something, there's limits if something's missing, right? Like a guy cannot be obligated anymore if something changes, if the guy breaches something, or if the guy wrongs, let's say a guy breaches a contract, or a guy wrongs his, his, his guarantor, where he's not now deserving anymore, he's not legally obliged, the provider is free from his pledge. The guy could back out. So the pledge really isn't even enough, right? Where a guy could have complete peace of mind. There's always a way to lose it. There's no absolute peace of mind. So what is saying is absolute peace of mind is possible only when the provider has such goodness and such infinite power 
that he'll provide even extras that were not included in the pledge and will sustain him as a favor even when he's not deserving. Hashem gives us things even when we might not deserve it. Hashem has such infinite mercy and kindness that he'll give you gifts and blessings even if you're a rasha sometimes. I'm saying that's a detail you can't find in anybody else. You can't find a human being that if you slap him in the face, imagine, imagine someone asks you for a glass of water. You go out of your way to get the guy the glass of water. He takes the glass of water, he throws it in your face. There's no human being that's going to, you know, we do that every day to Hashem. Hashem gives us blessings and we use our blessings for bad. God forbid, we use our mouths for Lashon Ara. We use our eyes to look at things we're not supposed to. We use our ears to hear. We, whatever, we could all think of our examples. We use our legs to take us to places maybe we shouldn't be going, whatever. The point is, we're taking Hashem's gifts and Hashem still blesses us with life, with breath, with family, with parnasah, with happiness, with joy, with, it's insane. So, so, so this detail that he added to this definition of bitahon is very, 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 very important because you can't find anyone else other than Hashem who could provide all these requirements. So let's recap because believe it or not, this is the end of the chapter. It's a very, very quick chapter. This is the, we finished it. That was the last line. But he's basically saying that the definition of bitahon is as follows. It's relying on a provider with complete confidence that he'll provide what's good for you Right? For the person that's depending on him. Because he's able to. He knows what's good. He can be trusted to honor his commitment. And he'll go beyond his commitment. Out of his infinite power and mercy and compassion. And if a person has such a provider. Which we all do. It's Hashem. He could be at peace with the knowledge. That he'll never lack anything good. And that's what Bitahon is. So in the next chapter. Which we'll do next time. He actually unpacks and proves how only Hashem has these characteristics that he describes. So what he's doing, Havot Alevavot, is he's, he's holding your hand and he's slowly walking you through. He's spoon feeding you the logic of, of how to ultimately only have Bitahon and Hashem. By showing you what real Bitahon is and to then prove to you how Bitahon can only truly be fulfilled by Hashem according to these requirements. Have a great night.